So hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of the Bay Street Capital Holdings podcast titled How to Do It and Why Should I Care? This series aims to highlight women doing amazing work in various industries. So today we are so lucky to be joined by Jennifer Cogburn, who is founder of Sacred Waters and head of gas research of the Americas at Bloomberg NEF. Hi Jennifer, lovely to meet you. Hi and thanks for having me, nice to meet you as well. So let's start off with a quick introduction. I guess, how did you do it and why should I care? And it would be really helpful for our listeners as well if you could explain what Sacred Waters does. Sure. So Sacred Waters is a holistic wellness center. Um, community maybe is a better word. In Long Island City, New York. And just recently, actually, we're moving the location to Colorado because of COVID. But um, we work with people from many angles, whether that be work um, on a personal basis that's related to their communication and relationships. So a bit like life coaching, but also quite different from traditional life coaching. And then we also offer services and workshops, um, things like retreats and learning about meditation. We have female empowerment, um, mentorship groups, Um, many, I guess, ways to get connected with yourself and then therefore um, have more fulfilling connections with others. And my most of my career, I was in commodities research and also trading. And um, I left that industry about seven years ago to, and then started Sacred Waters. That's really awesome to hear. So I guess following on from that, what inspired you to join the wellness industry and leave the world of trading? Um, It wasn't, uh, those two things happened to be one after the other, but it wasn't a plan that way. I left the commodities trading industry for different reasons and didn't know what I was going to do next. Um, And I had sort of this concept in the back of my mind. I had written a business plan actually quite a few years before. And then through my network, someone um, gave me a tip about a commercial lease that was coming up. And that was at a really um, interesting price point. And so the landlord actually had known me from before. And when I went to look at it, he offered me the space because he knew me. And I had 24 hours to decide. And so I said yes and sort of jumped in um, both feet at that time. That's great. And following on from that, is there any resources that you used uh, sort of to help your transition from trading into the wellness industry? I would say definitely the, I have a support network. So specifically, I have a teacher and mentor who I had first been a client of many years before and then become a student of. And it was in one of his classes that the original idea for building something like this um, came. And then it was many, many years later before it was manifested. But um, I'd say his support and his help is kind of the main thing that allowed me to make that transition in a good way. That's, okay. That's really good to hear. And is there anything that he missed or any lessons you wish you would have learned before joining the wellness industry? Um, I don't know. I, I was thinking about this prior and I can't, even though outside looking in, there may have been points that seem like failures, um, but I don't really see them that way. I think failure and success is um determined by happiness and not outcome and so definitely even in the moments where now i would do something different 
I don't see them as mistakes because then I was doing the best I could and I learned a lot from that. And so maybe now I would make a different decision. Um, but there were definitely struggles. And one of the main things is we organized our system, our business as a organic structure and not a hierarchy. So I talk about this a lot. For example, you know, I was the CEO and we didn't have a janitor, but if we had a janitor, our system sees the janitor's role and my role as different, but having equal value to the success of the system. And so the way we make decisions is very different and finding people in the world who understood that vision and then were able to operate within it um, proved to be really challenging because the systems that we have particularly in America are hierarchies. Um, and I could say more, but I think that was the biggest challenge is implementing a system that isn't a typical system. Mm. And speaking about challenges, actually, what would you say in the span of your career was your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? Um, again, I don't, I don't really consider things to be failures per se. Um, one of the biggest, uh, the times I think where I learned the most are times of stress and conflict. And so the way we, and one of the things that we help people, I think, understand in the clients that we work with is how they relate to themselves and, under, and others under stress and conflict. And so am I behaving given a certain situation in a way that gets me what I want or not? And it's not about it being right or wrong. It's just, is this working for me? And do I want to change anything? So I had many times where, I realized, you know, this isn't working for me. I need to change something. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't consider those moments failures. Mm, that's a really nice way to look at it. And I guess you're obviously very well seasoned in this industry, in this field of wellness. But is there any advice that you would give to somebody who would like to be in the wellness field? Yeah, I think that there's sort of a tendency in, in spiritual circles, maybe, or wellness that... Um, that there's this idea you have to learn how to do this from somebody else. And it's true that you can, again, have resources to support you and we learn things from each other all the time, um, whether we have the formal role of teacher and student or not. But I think we all bring particular wisdom and insights to the world that are our own and nobody else can walk your road. So mm -hmm. as you're taking steps into whatever, whatever place you want to go, um, then I think it's important to understand that they're your decisions to make. And you should take what fits from other people. If somebody's telling you things that really make sense to you and you like that, then great. And if it doesn't, you can just let those parts go. You don't have to take everything from one person and you definitely need to mix your own kind of intuition and decisions in there as well. That's really interesting. And then finally about the wellness industry and your career in general, is there any myth that you would like to debunk about the wellness field? Um, I think a lot of people talk now about holistic wellness, which is really important. And that's you know something we definitely support. But I think, again, particularly in America, um, we have barely scratched the surface to understand what holistic means. And in every case, it all comes down to 
communication and relationships, whether that's with yourself, even to start, what are you communicating to yourself about yourself? What, uh, how is your relationship with yourself? And is that a healthy relationship or, or even maybe a better way to say it, one that works for you? Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, with others also with the world, with your food, with your medicine, with your relationships, with your stress, with your job. With. Um, so I think it can be actually very simple, but that doesn't necessarily mean easy. That's something my teacher says. This is simple, but not easy. Um, and, and I think uh, just that idea of understanding what it really comes down to is you and yourself and your expression in the world uh, is, is the main important part. Awesome. And then I'd love to learn more about you. I'm sure you're very busy at the at this time right now because you're obviously in two jobs. But what have you read or listened to recently that's really inspired you? Um, actually, I recently was recommended to me the, a book called The Immortality Key, I think, or Immortality Code. I think it's Immortality Key. And it's actually quite an interesting look into the history of religion and spirituality and where that may have we have evolved from, uh, which I just found fascinating uh, to to consider. That's awesome. And uh, this is usually a hard question, but who are three people in your life who have been the most influential to you? Uh, definitely my teacher, who I mentioned. Uh, his name is Larry Thompson. And the, the work that we study that I've sort of referenced a few times was um, first, I guess, or it originated from the work of a woman named Virginia Satir. So I'd say she's number two. Uh, she's amazing. She has a lot of books on all these things and helped a lot of people. And then the third, I'm going to say my brother, his name is Sean. He passed away quite a few years ago. But that not only that process, but also since then, um, has really shaped, I guess, the, the way I move about the world. Wow, that's so poignant. And then finally, to wrap up our conversation, what is one piece of advice that you wish you gave yourself at any point in your life? Um, I think, again, I just come back to, I think we're all doing the best we can in any given moment. And when we do something different later, it's because we've grown and learned and then we can do it better. But that doesn't mean we did it bad. Um, before. So I guess the piece of advice that I would give myself is to, um, you know, understand that expressing who I am in the world authentically is, uh, is really important. Yes, authenticity is always so, so important. I very much appreciate it as well. Yeah. But that was so lovely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Jennifer. It was so lovely to hear your story and also to hear more about what you do. You're welcome. I really appreciate you um, starting these conversations and and just giving more people voices to tell their stories. So thank you, too. And uh, let me know if you need anything else. Take care. Bye. Bye.